0: to a Hope 1032 podcast. If you have a Bible nearby, that's great. If not, just listen. We're making our way through the sometimes overlooked New Testament book of James, a small but significant letter written by Jesus' own brother. It's packed with challenges for everyday life. We're up to James 3 verse 2. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Well, these are strong words. James says that the person who keeps control of speech is perfect. Now, this doesn't mean scoring 10 out of 10. It certainly doesn't mean being sinless. This word means whole or mature, which is exactly how the same word is translated in the NIV back in James 1.4. James is simply saying that although we all stumble in a variety of ways, I know I do, those who gain control over what they say are mature Christians, well on their way to mastering their entire life, or as James says, able to keep the whole body in check. See, how we speak to others is a kind of barometer of the whole life. More about that in a second. James then drives his point home by comparing the tongue to the bit in the mouth of a horse, verse 3, and a rudder on a ship, verses 4 and 5. The point here isn't that the tongue actually controls our life. He simply means that a small instrument like the tongue can actually produce huge outcomes. James then compares the tongue to a fire that sets alight an inferno, that's verses 5 and 6. The emphasis here is is on the damage the tongue can do. An apparently small comment, a lie, an insult, a piece of gossip, can damage relationships, destroy trust, and can produce a whole series of unexpected and hurtful outcomes. James's focus here is actually on the damage we can do to ourselves. Bad talk, he says, can corrupt the whole person and set his or her entire existence on fire. And as if this description weren't enough, the tongue is then compared to a deadly snake in verses 7 and 8. Now, James lived in a culture that had tamed lions, elephants, and even deadly vipers. The tongue, though, he says, remains undomesticated. It's a completely wild and venomous creature. The phrase deadly poison emphasizes the tongue's power to harm others. Now the speech referred to throughout James 3 has little to do with accidentally talking too much at a dinner party or putting your foot in your mouth at work. It's not even really about swearing. Verses 9 and 10 make clear that James is actually concerned with the inappropriateness of praising God on Sunday at church and speaking unkindly to human beings Monday through Saturday. To remind you of his words, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. To praise is to declare the worthiness of someone, and when directed toward God, as here, praise usually refers to declaring the wonders of the Lord in song or in word when we gather in public worship. To curse, on the other hand, is not to cast a spell on someone or to swear at them. It means to insult or denigrate someone with our words. We curse whenever we speak to or about someone in a manner that disregards their status as those who have been made in God's likeness. Though flawed, human beings still possess the image of God, and they must be treated accordingly. To speak to others as if they are not made in God's likeness is to be untrue to our own calling as members of God's family. As James says emphatically at the end of verse 10, this should not be. The final two verses insist that to praise God one minute and curse someone made in his image the next is unnatural. Verse 11, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Of course, the way I speak doesn't actually make me a Christian, any more than the fruit actually determines the type of tree, but it does disclose what sort of person I am. James describes our tongue as a kind of barometer of the entire ethical life. The person who controls the tongue is able to keep the whole person in check. What we say, and just as importantly, how we say it, is a fundamental expression of Jesus' royal law to love your neighbour as yourself. This has powerful implications, I reckon, for all of us. For the elderly churchgoer who is constantly cranky with the teenagers of today, or for the zealous young believer who praises God in church but knocks his mates and snipes at his mum. It has implications for the business professional who addresses employees and shop assistants as inferiors. It has implications for the wife who knows just how to cut down her husband without appearing to do so. It has implications for the preacher who is constantly admonishing the congregation and rarely encouraging and praising them. The examples are endless. The point is the same. The tongue reveals the person. Let's pray. Father, forgive me for the times I have praised you, yet denigrated others. Change my heart. Give me eyes to see your likeness in everyone, and so speak with them in love. In the name of Christ, Amen. Hope 103.2 Thanks for listening.